from the basement of Rubies on Summit, this is the Pros from Dover. A soccer podcast starring a couple of Nord expats proving once and for all that even though you've got cheap microphones and a pretty decent laptop, along with too much free time at a Coda Pass or two, podcasting may still not be for everyone. Hashtag your tweets with hashtag finest kind to join the conversation and bring back the bullpen car. Bananarama, Alabama, Hannah, Montana, Bandana Bandits, Extravaganza within Indiana. When Eric Vanna and Vanna had Fanny Packs in Savannah and had a fabulous nap in pajamas at the veranda. Banana, doo doo, bananas. I'm loving them. I'm sure Kapoor and Stefani both back me. Best flavor of runts and Laffy Taffy. Don't at me. All my fan from Santa Ana all the way to Atlanta. We're gonna quote Ralph Wiggum and go, go, banana. Banana Nana, put out your hands like patty cake yeah. And go bananas, we're gonna go banana cakes And grab a stack of flapjacks, that's your nana And welcome to edition oh, of the Pros from Dover My name is Matt, that's Jim Hey Matt, how you doing? I'm doing well, I'm doing well I want to say thank you to uh, our sponsor, Redtail Design um, Thank you so much for our logo, Tim Martin down in Athens Check that dude out, he is awesome We're gonna get right into the show um, Well, wait Yes Another awesome thing, Pat had a birthday, so happy birthday. I did. I'm 25. You are, and, and yeah. you don't look a day over 27. I don't look a day over 50. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. Yeah, so um, I want to talk about the national team. No crew game this weekend, uh, so it's going to be a little bit of a, uh, a little bit less of, of what we normally do here, but uh, USA goes down to Mexico, um, ekes out a nil-nil draw. Um Interesting game just in that, you know, the U.S. actually seemed to kind of kind of keep pace with Mexico for a decent amount of it. Um, yeah. I thought it was pretty good as far as that goes. Um, but, you know, big old nothing burger, I'll take that on the road, especially this late in qualifying. That's really all we needed. But then... But then we go to Orlando. Uh, and we, and we win Panama. Yeah, we win 5-1. to one. Um, <laughs> I know. He looks like it's a hat trick off two penalties and a uh, goal in the run of play. Uh, Ariola and uh, Ferreira get the other goals. Uh, Panama takes one back after the five goals are scored in the 86th minute, um, which sets the stage for tonight's match, which unfortunately we are recording a couple hours before uh, this match because it was the only time we were really able to do it tonight. Um, uh, the USA playing their final qualifier at 9.05 in Costa Rica. As long as they don't lose by six or more, they're in the World Cup. Okay. So a World Cup that I'm I I I, I hate to say this, but a World Cup that I think many of us are just not gonna watch. I um yeah, I don't like uh I don't like the fact that it's in Qatar, I don't like the fact that slave labor was used to build the stadiums, I don't like the, the human rights violations and uh and everything else that's that's uh about it. Um it's one of those where, and and I, I I don't knowing the way that television ratings work, um, knowing the way that um, these companies, these corporations, uh, spend their money and, and that sort of stuff. Um, I don't watch sports at home, and so, and and television ratings are not counted for uh, businesses. Yeah. So essentially, it's, it's me- kind of funny because. That's pretty much all I watch at home. Yeah, sports. Well, that's that's the whole thing is that if I watch the entire World Cup when I when I choose to at a bar, yeah, uh, it will not benefit FIFA in one way, shape, or form. 
because right. yeah. it because they will not get any ra- any additional ratings off of it. So I'm torn on it. Um, they got till November, I guess, to make a decision on it. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, so the last World Cup, I gotta be honest, was in Russia. I wasn't happy about that. It was one of the best World Cups I've ever seen. Yeah, it was really enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's really all I got. Um, as far as the crew, we're playing. Uh, we're playing New York. Yeah, we're playing which New York? Uh, we are playing. Um, let me double check that. Are we? No, we're not playing Nashville. We're not playing New York. No, we're, we're playing, playing Nashville. Nashville. Yeah. Yes, we just yeah. played New York at, at six o'clock on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and that is uh, when they are going to have Federico Iguain, um retire as a Columbus Crew player. Yeah, and that was a thing that I kind of wanted to talk about. Yeah. If you're okay with that. Yeah. Tee it up. Yeah. Okay. So my thing is, and I've got thoughts and more thoughts and other thoughts. Uh huh. So Iguain is, I mean, okay. Full disclosure, I've got an Iguain bumper sticker on the back of my car. Mm-hmm. Other thing is, I think that Iguain is kind of a fake crew hero. And I'm going to go into that a bit. Go for it. Okay. So here's the thing. The original, well, the original Argentine maestro was Guillermo Berescoleto. Yes. And he is, and I'm going to just put this out there. He is without a doubt the best player that has ever played for this team ever. Mm -hmm. And if you disagree with me, you're wrong. And so I think that there is a cult of Iguain that is built around the fact that there are a lot of people who didn't get into the crew, didn't didn't start coming to matches, didn't start watching games when Scalotto was playing. Yeah. And so Iguain was their substitute for that. Well, and there's nothing wrong, especially, I mean, you can't, you can't get upset at somebody. I mean, you can, but you can't get upset at somebody for being 10 years younger than you. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, no, it's, I, it's, I, uh, or or not moving to Columbus till after uh, you know till after 2011. I mean, my uh, girlfriend's 13 years younger than me, so I'm not yeah. going to complain about that. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, um. But so my my problem is, I think a lot of people, a lot of Columbus Group fans want to, um, they want to make Iguain more than what he is because they weren't here for Scalotto. Okay. And here's, here's the thing. Um, Scalotto was here for like four years and I, I literally saw somebody post this thing on Twitter where they're like, well, Scalotto isn't really a hero of our team because he wasn't here for very long. And Iguain is really the legend and, well, here's the thing. Scalotto was here. We signed him in 2017. In 2018, we won MLS Cup and the Supporter Shield. In 2019, we won the Supporter Shield. Yep. And then a couple of years later, he was cut from the team. Yeah. Can you tell me how many trophies we won under Iguain? Zero. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And 
We made we made we made one MLS Cup final. Yeah, um, which was a, a great run. It was a good season. It was um, a good season. Yeah, we had we had some good seasons in there. Yeah. Um, By the yeah. way, that season, mm-hmm. you know, you know who had more assists than uh, Iguain? Who's that? Ethan Finley. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So all I'm saying is, I'm not I'm not trying to diminish. Iguain's talent. Ethan Finley also only four goals less than Guillermo Barrascoloto uh, for the Columbus Crew. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a, a playmaker. That's that's I, yeah. not well. That, that doesn't. But um, do you know who? Okay, so there are three Crew players currently. Yeah. Uh, three not not current players. Um, they they could be or, or might not be. There are three players who have ever played for or or currently play for the Columbus Crew that have more goals than Iguain. Name them. Um, Brian McBride. Brian McBride is correct. Um, shit. The guy. Oh crap. Um, I've got a jersey with his name on the back, but um. Oh crap! Why can I not remember this guy's name? Well. Obviously, um, why do you ask me these things when I've been drinking? Why do you, why do you drink this much before the podcast? Well, I don't know because <laughs> it's the only way I can do the podcast. Um, oh, crap. Um, the guy who scored the two goals in our opening match in Old Crew Stadium against New England. Jeff Cunningham? Yes, Jeff Cunningham. Yes. <laughs> Just that guy. Yeah, know. that guy. Yeah, and then, nobody's ever heard of him before. Um, and then, well, the guy. Um, you're wrong. If you're if you're if you're if you're guessing somebody that's that's. Uh, you want me to tell you the third one? Because I already know you're wrong. If you're saying the guy. Yeah. Who is it? Jesse Zardes. Oh, Zardes. Zardes has 60 goals uh, for the crew. Iguain has 59. Those and are, and Zardes has won an MLS Cup. Yes, he's just a current player, so I don't think we should be. Well, <laughs> nor nor would I want us. Nor would I want us to be doing a, a Giassi Zardes testimonial. Night. <laughs> well, no, no. My 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 thing is, I have nothing against Federico Iguain. Yeah. My problem is with fans who seem to want to beatify him because. They're nouveau fans. Uh-huh. Who we're, um, not, we're not renting him shoes. He's not taking your place, dude. What I'm saying is, <laughs> you know what? I don't care if you didn't get in when Guillermo Scalotto was the guy. Yeah. My problem is just because you were not a fan then, don't diminish the greatness of the greatest crew player ever. So I, um, I don't think this does diminish that. That's that's my whole thing. Is that we? Well, but no. But there are people who are saying, well, Scalotto was only here for three years, and so you know his tenure doesn't count. So, well, fuck them. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, fuck them. If you weren't here for that greatness. That's fine. Yeah. I don't care. But don't make it that 
Iguain was a better player. Because yeah. Iguain was not a better player. I don't think Iguain was a better player than, than Shiloto. Obviously, it was a different time. The league was completely different at, at the time. But um, I think he is one of the best crew players. Top 20. You can't be you can't that's still a pretty good club. That's yeah. still a really you can't be our number 4 goal scorer ever and not be considered not at least be in the conversation of one of our best players. I'm not saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. All right. You want to take a break? Yeah. We're going to take a break. Uh we're going to come back and uh we're going to go uh kind of around the league cuz there were some games this week. There were. There were enough. like four or five. There was like three. Yeah. But we'll be back. We're the pros from Dover. And we're back. It is segment two of the pros from Dover. That's Jim. Hey. I'm Matt. And uh, you wanted to talk about this book. So yes. let's talk about that before we go around the league. Yeah. So as another, you know, like weird segment of what's Jim reading, uh-huh. I uh, I devoured, like almost literally devoured, quote unquote, the club. How the English Premier League became the wildest, richest, most disruptive force in sports, which was actually a very, very fun read. Okay. I mean, I literally read it within 24 hours. Um, the authors are Joshua Robinson and Jonathan Clegg. Yep. And um, it's it's basically about the history of the Premier League from 92 to, excuse me, um, 2018 when the book was published. Okay. Okay. And so a lot of it has to do with the business dealings of how the Premier League started, how they um, decided to separate from the the English Football League. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All that stuff, and then how? Well, a lot of it has to do with television. Yeah, which was what was very interesting for me as a guy who watches. Well, I mean, I watch football on television. Yeah, yeah, and but a lot of it, a lot of it was very interesting for me because of how MLS doesn't do very good things mm-hmm. with their television. Yeah, and so um, you know, it 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 follows like well, you know, you you get like how English football was not. Um, very popular in the early nineties because of the hooliganism and the, and the, the, the bad shape of the stadiums. And then you get like, you know, Eric Cantona and Gianfranco Zola and all those guys, Dennis Burkamp. And, you know, you see the rise of English football with Manchester United and then Arsenal and then Chelsea. And then eventually you get, uh, you know, Manchester city. Yeah. But, for me, the really interesting thing was how, and and, and this is what the, the book kind of dealt with, was how the business end of it was dealt with. Yeah. And how they sold television rights, how they maintained stadium attendances yeah. with rising costs, with ticket prices, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And eventually, what ends up happening is that the Premier League, the English Premier League, becomes, you know, for better or worse, the probably the most popular sports league 
on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 definitely, you know, I, I, I would say maybe, you know, Germany, Spain, Italy, like like right up there. But but yeah, I mean, England is is I mean, they're getting like billions and billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. And they're TV. spending billions and billions and billions. Yeah. Of dollars, and, you know? and that's one of the things. So so I had two problems with the book. Well, I mean, one of the, one of the problems was there was a chapter about like um, agents, which mm-hmm. was kind of tedious and boring. Yeah. Um, the other problem was, so the book ended in 2018, yeah. which was before Liverpool won the Premier League under Klopp. Yeah. And if if it had been written. After then, I think that they would have probably. I think that it would have been a little bit different. Mm-hmm. The other thing was they kind of alluded to something that ended up being the um, what is it? The European Super League. Yeah, yeah, which had not happened when this book was written. Yeah, and if it, because. They kind of thought that something like that was coming, but they had no idea how what form it was going to be in. Yeah. And then we saw that, and then it stopped. And then it died. <laughs> yeah. Well, but it's coming back again. Yeah. Because they're not going to let that. Oh, they're not going to let it go. It's going to yeah. end up happening yeah. at some yeah. point. Yeah. But, but the, the one kind of weakness of this book was that – they alluded to a European Super League that at that point had not happened. Yeah, that is neat. Uh, so the book's called The Club. Yeah, it's uh, The Club. Joshua Robson and uh, Robinson, excuse me, and Jonathan yeah. Clegg. So and, check that out. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a good read. It was a very easy read. I enjoyed it. I read it literally within 24 hours. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, let's do a quick uh, league whip around. I yep. um, wanted to talk about a little bit of uh, Nordeka stuff that uh, I just found out about, That uh, just more of uh, PSA for people, um, things All along right. those lines. And then... Uh, yeah, we're going to make this one a short one, because obviously we, we had a bye week. So, um, yeah. uh, Charlotte beat Cincinnati, uh, proving once again that Cincinnati is exactly who we thought they were. Um, <laughs> gotta love them. Gotta love them. Charlotte 2, Cincinnati nothing. Cincinnati uh, just just looking positively anemic in this game. Um, it, it is what it is. Sporks beat uh, Rail Salt Lake. I'm sorry, the Wiz, the Wiz beats uh, Rail Salt Lake by a score of 1-0. Yeah. Uh, so that happened. And uh, Portland won, Orlando won. Van Rankin um, gets a uh, penalty, or excuse me, gets a red card in the 76th minute. Portland scores a penalty in the 80th in order to tie it up. Um, and that's what we've got there. Standing so far, uh, looking pretty similar to how it looked before. Yeah. Uh, Columbus still in second place. Uh, behind Philadelphia, uh, sitting on eight points, Columbus, uh, Chicago, and Orlando. Uh, seven, seven points, uh, Metro and Atlanta. Uh, six points, D.C., Charlotte, weirdly Cincinnati. I, I don't get that. Uh, four points, NYCFC, Revs, and Toronto. Uh, the one point, the impact, and enter. And then in the West, um, two teams on ten points, uh, LAFC, uh, RSL, 
Minnesota on eight, Austin on seven, the Burn on seven, uh, Rapids on seven, uh, Gals and Wiz and Portland all on six, um, the uh, San Jose Earthquakes on five, uh, Sounders on four, Nashville on four, uh, San Jose Clash on one, and Vancouver on one. Uh, that's what we got. Yeah. Um, so just quick league whip around on that. The other thing I do want to say before we take another break and come back and just talk a, a little Columbus crew, uh, before we stick a pin in this one is, uh, congratulations to the Canadian national team. Yeah. Uh, making, uh, yeah, making the world cup for the first time, uh, since what the eighties, I want to say for the second time ever. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. So, yeah. um, awesome on them. Yeah. Uh, Let's go to the CONCACAF standings here real quick. Right now, Canada on 28 points. Um, if the U.S. wins tonight, they can tie Canada, but Canada is playing... Um, who are they playing tonight? They are playing uh, Panama. Um, and who we just beat 5-1. to just one. beat 5-1. to one. Yeah. And Panama is out of this thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't see that being... I, I think <laughs> they'll at least pull off, pull off a draw here. Um, uh, yeah. So it's USA, uh, then Mexico, then Costa Rica fighting for that uh, third-place spot. Um, they play each other tonight, right? No, we... No. Uh, no, we play Costa Rica. Yeah. Mexico plays El Salvador. Um, so it looks like Costa Rica is probably going to play in that playoff, um, is my guess. Against what, New Zealand? Uh, I think so. You no, know, it's it's not New Zealand this year, is it? I don't, um, I don't know. Um, you have, know, I spend most of my time watching cricket these days, so. <laughs> no, literally, yeah. I watch a lot of cricket. All right. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Qualifying groups is going to be... That is wrong. All standings. That is... Whatever. Yeah. So, congrats to Canada. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. Um, can barely Oh, no, it is, it is against New Zealand. Yeah. It yeah. is on the 13th or 14th of June. Also, the World Cup draws on Friday. Yeah. So, All right. Um, well, hey... There we go. I'll be in Cincinnati for work, so I'm gonna find a bar down there that'll have it on and uh, pop by for a Bloody Mary. You know? Can I come with? No, it's for work. God damn it! Yeah. You never let me have any fun. Plus, I'm staying overnight, and I only have one room. So. Oh. Yeah. No, you don't get to come have fun. <laughs> All right, we're gonna right. take we're gonna take a break. Actually, you know what? Let's just talk. Let's just talk this crew match. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we'll, so we're uh, we're playing we'll, Nashville. Yeah. It's at six o'clock on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Nashville's not for a for a, a, an expansion team. They're not very bad. Well, yeah, and for an expansion team that was lighting the world on fire though last year, they only have four points. Um, yeah. They are. It's it's early. They have dropped results so far to um, Seattle uh, and uh, the Burn. They have beat uh, and and Salt Lake. Excuse me. Um, they have uh, drawn against Minnesota. Oh no, I'm sorry. They beat that. Or they beat Seattle. So, um, but Seattle's not really good this year either. Yeah, like, I know. I yeah, it's, I, it's, I, I, I don't know. I it's mean, opposite day. Yeah, you know. Um. So I think we're gonna win. Yeah. We'll probably win like two to one, two nil. 
Something along those lines. Yeah. I think it's going to be a pretty uh, easy game. Um, now, the uh, the one thing that I wanted to talk about real quick uh, with uh, as, it, as it pertains to Nordeka, um, the Nordeka Grandview Yard tailgate is apparently not a thing anymore. I don't oh, have all dear. the details, so I don't want to speculate, but it sounds like there were some permitting issues or some um, uh, liquor license issues or some issues with people... Um, wanting to drink in public parking lots without the police permission or something along those lines. I don't know the whole story. I'm not going to speculate. I'm not on the Nordeka board, whatever, whatever. It's just not happening. Um, oh, so, uh, uh, but it is now happening that they are doing a pregame party in Nationwide Plaza in front of Nationwide Arena and Whistling Keg. So um, adjust your pregame plans accordingly. Uh, if you would like to do that, um, that is going to be a thing that is uh, offered for you. Um, Otherwise, if you're actually a grown-up, you could go to a bar or a pub and have a meal or a drink before the match instead of fucking tailgating like a 19-year-old. <laughs> Jim's got strong opinions on this. I don't, I don't give a damn. I just don't want a whole bunch of people to uh, crack beers open in Grandview and get arrested. So, anyway... A door will be open. It's going to be a decent day, 50-some degrees. Uh, I'll be at Charbar. So, uh, right, yeah, I'll probably see you there. All right, that's really all I got. Uh, Jamie, you got anything else before we uh, put this one to bed? No, other than, again, this book, The Club, by Joshua Robinson and Jonathan Clegg. Very, very good. Great read. Your check's uh, in the mail, Jim. No, God, no. And... and <laughs> And next week, I will have another book that I've read because that's what I do. I read. Nice. You read. You I read. read. Yeah. I binge drink. So, well, you know. I do that too. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Thank hey. you so much for listening. Uh, thanks again to uh, Red Tail Design. Uh, my name is Matt. Jim. And we are the pros from Dover. We are. Bring back always. the bullpen car. The pros from Dover are Matt Goshert and Jim Bach. The show is presented by Grotesquely Swollen Jaw Productions. Follow us on Twitter at prosfromdover96. If you like the show, tell a friend or write a review. If you didn't, well, no one cares about your opinion anyway. Intro and outro music is Banana Cake by Schaefer the Dark Lord and is used with permission. Check him out at Schaefer the Dark Lord. That's S-C-H-A-F-F-E-R, thedarklord.com. Questions, comments, or thoughts? Email the show at prosfromdover96 at gmail.com. Banana Nana, put out your hands like patty cake And go bananas, we're gonna go banana cakes And grab a stack of flapjacks that your Nana makes Oh, we've got banana cake, full on banana cake Banana Nana, put out your hands like patty cake And go bananas, we're gonna go banana cakes And grab a stack of flapjacks that your Nana makes Oh, I've got banana cake, full on banana cake Banana Nana 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 Nana